Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern who found a great big puddle of blood on the ground. Yeah. Oh. It happens when you're fighting. Codename? Codename Legion Cub. Codename Puddle of Blood? (laughs) Puddle of Blood. (laughs) I think that was a new metal band. She hates me. Oh, no. We're off to a bad start. No. Uh, No such thing. (laughs) So... Over at audiblearmy.com, all kinds of stuff has gone up lately. I've done a few exclusive uh, video reviews, including a 1991 Cobra Commander that I bought as soon as I got to the page. Spoilers in Cobra Commander number one, uh, where that costume was featured. I knew I had to have it. Uh, Also, you'll be able to get the video version of this episode. That is the only place you'll be able to get it at audiblearmy.com. So if you're listening now, go check that out. And I think I've decided going forward, because two weeks ago on our last segments episode, our our typical audio-only episodes, I just left the bonus segments in. I think I'm going to start cutting those out and posting them on audiblearmy.com. Because uh, there will be extra segments, too, that are only available there. Uh, we have shirts on T Public. Go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Check out our pinned stories or the link in our bio. You can get your own Audible Interlude merch. Our five shirt winners from audiblearmy.com have been selected, and I'll be sending those shirts out before the end of the month. Uh couple of people didn't want the shirts, so we've got a little different bonus uh, care package. We're going to send them in the place of that. Uh, you can check us out on the Needless Things YouTube channel, usually every other Monday, but we will let you know uh, at audiblearmy.com or Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram if we're going to change the schedule up a little bit. Uh, and our next live stream on the Needless Things YouTube channel is going to be on January the 29th. And we should have, uh, we're, we're, we'll have a little bit more to talk about. And then just a couple days later, I'm imagining on GI Joe day, there's going to be a live stream or something. Uh, so there's going to be tons to talk about that. We're not going to quite make it to, maybe we should delay our live stream. Always the bridesmaid, never the people with news on time. I, well, you're right about that. Cause I, we're never the people with news, never the people with interviews because some other, uh, YouTube person I'm not familiar with uh, got an interview with Lenny and Emily. Well, yeah, we do get we we yeah. get some good interviews, but yeah. uh, we we want some toy interviews. Well, we just we, we don't want to like Hasbro boil people. that relationship. Like the listeners already know that Lenny listens to us. That's and true. Figures based off of that, so we don't want to give them any more fodder for us being you know shills. Right, right. That's true. Oh, always the Lenny. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, we've gotten tons of good interviews because we talked to the Delta Seven, uh, Delta Seventeen folks. We talked to Call Sign Longbow. We've actually had tons of great interviews on the show, uh, and I wouldn't trade all of those for a single minute with Hasbro. So, what do you think of that, Lenny and Emily? Shots fired. That's not right. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm saucy today. Today was a very long Monday at work. I learned a lot of new things by which I mean it was, uh, it was a little stressful. It was a little stressful. Uh, but that's okay. Cause now it's GI Joe time and GI Joe time is the best time. And the best part of GI Joe time is a little bit of news. Uh, so again, audiblearmy.com, you'll get my show notes before each episode is released early and ad free access to all audio episodes, exclusive video access to recordings of audio episodes, early access to all GI Joe reviews on the needless things, YouTube channel, the opportunity to vote on content for the show. You can decide which Deke episode tortures us next time around, uh, early access to audible interlude merch. I have a tactical shovel uh, on the other side of the room, and it, it is almost ready to go into production. Uh, and exclusive reviews, unboxings, and more. Did you guys see G.I. Joe Battle for the Arctic Circle uh, based on the Axis and Allies gaming system? Mm-hmm. I did. Where does this land on your interest meter? right about where axis and allies falls on my interest meter which is nowhere <laughs> but i'm glad, I'm glad it's made. out there yes. yeah it's it's awesome they did it it's a natural fit i love the fact that it's cobra commander and keelhaul on the back of the box mm-hmm. uh but i think i told the story on here before about my dad buying axis and allies when i was like six or something and thinking that we were going to play it and have a great time, and it just never happened. Uh, and here now, 41 years later, I can tell you the experience would be no better for me or my father <laughs> if we if we sat down with G.I. Joe, Axis, and Allies. Uh, but it looks awesome. The game pieces look great. I I would love to pretend there's a chance in hell I would actually play this, but I did not pre-order it. E- even I recognize that this is not a gi joe piece of merchandise that i need in my collection maybe we'll get lucky when we're walking around the game room at dragon con oh wouldn't that be great we could sit down and pretend like we have just whatsoever to play i yeah i don't know i think we could horn in there and and uh I don't think they would believe. like us just moving the vehicles around the board going pew, pew, pew. oh they wouldn't pew. like us at all Matter of fact, I might I might bring a, a spare snowcat with me just to slam down in the middle of the board and go, Mega Snowcat wins. <laughs> um all right. So yeah, I mean it looks it looks great and I'm sure it's awesome. It's just not my I'm not smart enough for Axis and Allies. Sorry. I, I think there's a lot of crossover. So I think yeah, you know, there'll be a, not the majority of Joe fans, but I think there'll be a certain cohort that will uh, will purchase this game and will enjoy it, and I'm glad for them. And well, and uh, it it was showing, it came back in stock. But when I first went to look at it on Pulse, it was showing sold out, and I was like, "Whoa, that was fast!" And I wasn't surprised though, because I figured it would be something with a, a pretty high desirability uh, for Joe fans. So very cool. The more crossover type stuff like this, the better. 
Uh, features of the game, classic Axis and Allies gameplay with easy-to-learn deep strategy. Easy to learn, I take issue with. Includes three scenarios. Two to four players play as Joes or Cobra to fight for control of the Arctic Circle. Over 100 figures use the Weather Dominator to freeze the sea to block pathways or create strategic land bridges. Like, the, just those five little blurbs of information really are enticing to me but i i i know better i know myself well not gonna happen battle for the arctic circle also in crossover news we have uh a very high-end line of gi joe track suits that 90 percent of gi joe fans would never even consider wearing <laughs> But this is another one of those things that gets the brand out there. Uh, it's tracksuits by Super X, which is some kind of, I don't know that it's a high end. I mean, to me, these are very expensive. $170 for a tracksuit, to me, is high end, very expensive tracksuit. Uh, but this company is well known. They have other brands like their whole thing is they do like superhero stuff they've got transformers stuff uh power rangers stuff some like instagram athlete people are sponsored by them like it, they're a thing so this is a, a good prestigious crossover for hasbro it just annoys me though that every time they do something like this it's with some pricey high-end brand but am i missing something because if you did not have the logos behind them, if somebody was just wearing that, you would never know it's G.I. Joe. Well, that's like those shoes that came out like right after we we started the show mm -hmm. that were the same way. They were some kind of sneakers, but they were barely G.I. Joe. And I was enraged because like to me, that's that's weak. Put the brand on something or don't, but don't yeah, do this like at least subtle... have the GI Joe logo. But but on they the do hoodie. well. I mean, they've got the Arashikage logos on them, and they've got um. You can't really tell in these pictures very well because for some reason, no. Super X doesn't like to share easily shareable pictures of their products. It was a struggle just for me to find this one uh, mm. that could be cut out and put up. They do a lot of like reels and stuff. Uh, I mean, they're, I, to be honest, I don't take a lot of issue with how they're designed uh, because it looks like the other Super X stuff. It's almost like this is a G.I. Joe skin on their stuff. So I think maybe their design is a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it needs to look like this to be their product. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't care either way because it's nothing I'll ever buy unless they send it to me for free and if they did i would probably need like a 5xl uh <laughs> to wear any of it so but but hasbro licensed this out to like if they had made track suits that look like the the uh skydiving suits like just regular track okay. suits, mm -hmm. like do do stuff like that do a cool like camo track suit. Do use use the 2009 movie camo. Put that on a track suit or a button-up shirt. Like make stuff normal people hook up with middle of beyond and do some of their like button-up shirts. Like do some stuff normal people will enjoy 
and want to wear and not like hyper athletes that don't drink enough water. <laughs> anyway, but the, the but G.I. Again, Joe Lululemon wave. <laughs> we, do, sure. we do have our Roosevelt shirts out there somewhere, which, uh, but those are like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Those are still very expensive. Although you can buy them in Bucky's. Well, what can't you buy in Bucky's? <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. What else we got going on here? We have got an update, a huge update, by the way, uh, from uh, Skeletron, the Robo Skull Mark II, big update. Phase B action figures have landed in the United States and are making their way from the West Coast to their New Jersey from the Fulfillment Center. They fully expect shipments to us to commence this month. That is crazy because this month is January and there's only a few days left in this month. Yeah. Um, eight days after today. So, yeah. Uh, as a reminder, this phase is for four inch Marauder Wolf Trooper, four inch Marauder Gyre Wolf, and 3.75 inch Grindstone Retro O Ring Skeletron Wolf Trooper. Uh, their next correspondence should be shipment notices from their fulfillment center. Uh, they also plan to post another Kickstarter update before month's end with a rumored appearance from Skeletron himself. Uh, but what we've got here, for those of you who are watching this at audiblearmy.com, uh, it's a diagram with the modernized articulation on the four-inch Red Shadows Wolf Trooper. And we've got thigh swivels, boot swivels, rocker ankles, tilt elbows which they explained by saying it's it's it was innovated by one of the people who designed these figures and it's so they can actually aim with their weapons looks incredible i can't wait to get these in hand we're all super excited about all of the robo skull stuff that's coming this year uh so i i can't wait this is very very and exciting for any of our listeners on the east coast uh Marauder Gunrunners and the Skeletron team are going to be at the New Jersey Comic Con March 2nd and G.I. Joe show. Ah, very cool. And of course, they will be at Joe Fest in June yes. as well. Uh, and, and talk to those guys. You know, we put this over big time last year, uh, but this year there are even more amazing guests at Joe Fest. Talk to them. You, you will, you know, you'll get great information, but also everybody's just cool. Mm -hmm. From call sign longbow to robo skull to uh you can go talk to the valiverse people like talk to the people you want to talk to marauder marauders folks like they're there to interact and engage uh and just have a good time you know if they're standing there at the booth just like looking around go up and ask them about their stuff and they had so many great things already last year i'm eager to see what a year uh, right done for them like what what have we not seen yet in person yeah it's uh joe fest is going to be I, I think amazing this year although i'm also concerned it might be too amazing like what if it's just too big <laughs> no such thing no such thing as far as gi joe is concerned they all right apparently expanding <clears throat> yeah they are apparently expanding uh there'll be additional uh vendor space outside of the main hall this year so we'll see what that means yeah i'm curious to see what the setup is going to be it's Ooh. it's going to be a lot 
And kudos to, I think we mentioned this a yeah. few weeks ago, kudos to Joe Fest for their new, so whoever's running their social media now, because they're, they are very, very present uh, on mm -hmm. Instagram. Uh, so good, good for them for upping that profile. It's, it's important. And I wish I knew how to do it. We need to hire a social media person. This is Rank and File Card, a segment where we take a look at all of the file cards in the history of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. We started in 1982. We have made our way up now to 1983. And for those who are watching on audiblearmy.com, this is a scan of my personal cover girl file card. Uh, I'm thrilled with how cleanly it uh, it's scanned. I, I didn't know my scanner was this good because honestly, I just don't use it all that much. Uh, so going forward, rank and file card, if you're watching on audiblearmy.com, will be accompanied and you can follow along uh, with the file card right here. Uh, so we are covering Cover Girl this time around. She is the Wolverine driver. File name Krieger Courtney A. Serial number. RA9732448600 Primary military specialty armor secondary military specialty AFV mechanics birthplace Peoria Illinois grade E4 specialist So right off the bat uh we've got somebody with kind of more significant and unique specialties than we've seen in a lot of the 1982 figures Yeah, she had to set herself apart from the rest of the team. And yet and yet she's still an E4. And yeah, well, well she caused you should trouble. mention that, Noel. Uh <laughs> oh, and AFV is armored fighting vehicle uh mechanics. Uh Covergirl was a high fashion model in Chicago and New York prior to enlistment. So it's not just a clever name. She grew disillusioned with modeling and enlisted to put new direction in her life. Attended armor school at Fort Knox and related tech schools. Proficient in diesel mechanics, gas turbine technology. Qualified expert, Law Rocket, Dragon AT Missile, M16, and M1911A Auto Pistol. We've Some heard a lot of those things before. Things there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I do like that we're getting more into like she was a model, but now she's in the military. Like we're getting into real storytelling <laughs> type stuff. Like it's, it's a little more, I'm not saying that couldn't happen, but it is a little more like, okay, let's get a little more exotic with these backgrounds. Covergirl finds that she must work against her beauty to prove herself. She's compelled to learn and master decidedly unfeminine disciplines. Her self-assurance and stunning good looks reduce most men to stuttering fools. One in particular we can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The top part is so great, and I, and I get it's just funny. When you think of where we were in the 80s versus now. Right. Because it just makes the Joe team 
and you know you never got this impression on the cartoon but it just makes it sound like they were probably egging her and giving her a lot of crap she probably had a, a nickname other than cover girl um but i do like that they add the tag in there her self-assurance and stunning good looks she can use as a weapon against them you especially go, clutch <laughs> and shipwreck <laughs> and duke and uh, well duke uh, he i don't think he runs into much issue with cover girl it's uh isn't it lady J? I mean in that Christmas that... episode though oh that was her Scarlet, yeah Scarlet was nowhere right. around yeah, so yeah, yeah. was like hey I'm gonna pay attention to you because that's said, what I do any port in a storm uh but a lot of personality in this one uh we get a really good idea of the character of who she is and I mean look it establishes a play pattern because you've got this tough female who is you know when you're when you're sitting there playing with your figures and you're using these backgrounds to decide how they interact, uh, she's the tough girl who's not going to take any mess from the guys. I mean, it was a, it was a different character from Scarlet, who I guess doesn't have self assurance and stunning good looks. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's the Joe Polnichak of the GI Joe team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so of course, wow. one of the uh, one of the more <laughs> popular uh, features of rank and file card is input from my dad, Lieutenant Colonel Mongoose, uh, whose file card we read uh, a couple episodes ago. This is from the desk of Lieutenant Colonel Mongoose. Cover Girl's credentials lead me to believe she has been in service long enough to qualify for rank of E five, unless she is deficient in some manner. She is a woman, <laughs> according to this file card. Well, no, I was I was more leaning towards uh, that's been the commentary for almost all of the Joes. True. Is there must be some kind of issues for them to have not achieved higher ranks. Uh, so this falls right in line with that. <laughs> Maybe she's gotten a little too rough from time to time. Uh, we think of them as elite, but, you know, they could just be the misfits of the Army and Navy and Air Force and Marines. Yeah, and I think I, we I need kinda... to ask Larry Hama, is he is he harboring some resentment? Did did someone not promote him at the right time and he's just <laughs> taking it out on the Joe team? Or did he have that concept in the back of his head that these are... Mm. Uh, you know, part of the reason they're not in their individual branches of service anymore is that they they were the the smart kids who couldn't advance to where they needed to be, so they moved on to GI Joe. Because I mean, we all know the the like uh, the advanced learning classes and stuff back in school. Like some of those kids were seen as problem kids, but it's because they were too smart to be in regular classes, so they'd get bored and they'd make trouble. And that's, you know, Joe is is maybe kind of like that. Maybe they're the, uh, what was it? It was called Probe when probe. I was in elementary school. Probe was the advanced classes. Uh, yeah, fo mm. it was Focus. Focus. And probe. Yeah, Focus yeah. was later on, I think. Focus or was, was in the other way uh, elementary. Probe was in middle. And then in okay, okay. high school, we just did our independent study 
I think they called it Quest, but just independent study. Oh yeah, I think I do remember Quest because I I was in. So focus in elementary school was like, well, probe also. They were like a class. It wasn't like a specific. It wasn't like focus language arts it was just you went to focus class yeah you had like once every week you went to your little focus thing that was right. the yeah, it was the it's the gifted program so they call it different right. things throughout the country in georgia specifically in the county that i was in it was it was those things yeah but, that, you know, it was it was the same for me when i was in when i lived in charlotte it was uh gt gifted and talented but they later changed that to ag which was academically gifted. Oh, well. Yes. Yeah, in Kentucky, we're simple. We just called it advanced. And that just pretty much meant you knew how to count without using your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I, was wait- I was waiting for the Kentucky joke to come in. We can't make <laughs> jokes about Kentucky hey, because we're hoping, hey. to, we're hoping to go to That's Louisville. That's true. But Louisville me, later this me year. and my friends, we were all the valedictorian and top what six people in our class so i can make fun of it (laughs) (laughs) uh no mention is made of her qualifications regarding main battle tank mbt operations and maintenance even though she attended armor school so as as always a couple interesting points from old mongoose who's doing very well uh in his his retirement and enjoying the i gotta send him a new batch actually We've only got a couple left from this last batch I sent him, so we gotta we gotta get him updated and get some more input. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Joe fans from around the world, it is time now for the AI Pod Audible Rumble. That is right. 30 characters from the history of G.I. Joe will compete to find out who is truly the greatest Joe Rumbler of all time, or perhaps Cobra or Dreadnought, or who knows what faction they might come from. The rules of this game are simple. Noel, Christian, and myself have each chosen 10 competitors for random entry into the Audible Rumble. Noel and Christian, do you feel you understand the rules of this competition? Not at all. (laughs) Do both feet have to touch the floor? (laughs) The only way they can be eliminated (laughs) is if through our storytelling through the course of this event, we decide they're going to be eliminated. I'm going to be honest. This is either going to be tremendously entertaining or a disaster or both. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. Gentlemen, are you ready to rumble? Uh, since I'm the youngest one here, I will be kicking things off. <laughs> so we've got to see who our first competitor is going to be. On his way to the ring, I should probably zoom in for this. On his way to the ring from 2008, 
It is Roadblock! Everybody's favorite, a classic character, one of the guys you absolutely love. He's an old, tough, grizzled veteran looking to once again make his mark in this year's Audible Rumble. Christian, are you ready with the second competitor? I am. Calling down from the spirits of his ancestors to give him the strength to battle. Coming to the ring now, spirit. Ooh. So Spirit and Roadblock, the first two entrants in the ring, facing off uh, their old friends, old allies. But here in the Audible Rumble, there are no friends. It's every man for himself. So they lock up in a, in a tough but uh, sort of friendly struggle for dominance, knowing that soon someone else will be entering the Rumble and they may have to focus their attentions elsewhere. Noel, are you ready with the third entrant? I am ready. Entrant number three in this Audible Rumble is the master of disguise himself, Zartan. Oh, Zartan on his way into the ring and obviously a fit foe for spirit or roadblock. What will happen when these three men engage in the ring together? Is he is he Zartan going into the ring or is he disguised just so well, so I can know? Well, for right now, he's Zartan, but who okay. knows what may happen to the horse <laughs> of this <laughs> Maybe... Maybe his his instinct is to before get before he get, getting eliminated, assuming the identity of another person who's in the ring. Oh. Mm. Uh, all right. So uh, Noel Zartan has entered the ring with Spirit and Roadblock. What action takes place? Zartan uses his his uh, ability to change his colors and blend into the background to evade the attacks of the two uh, baby faces, Roadblock and Spirit, who are coming after him. And he ducks down into the shadows. And <laughs> as the two of them are trying to, uh, to get him in the corner, they realize it is every man for themselves. So he slinks down in the corner while Roadblock and Spirit start punching themselves again. So Zartan's pulling a road dog. Yes. He's just hanging right on now. to that bottom rope, blending into the, <laughs> the turnbuckle and the, the post. And that while this is, right. is going on, it looks like it's time for our fourth entrant. <laughs> Word life. This is basic Cobranomics. On his way to the ring, it's Cobra's accountant. The master of Cobranomics, Raptor, flapping his wings and cawing in a, a bird-like way to intimidate his opponents. Both Spirit and Roadblock turn around and look. And Roadblock says, hey, is, is that your bird? And Spirit says, no, that is Cobra's accountant. What is he doing here? So Raptor makes his way into the ring. But... Since he has no fighting skills whatsoever, is immediately tossed over the top rope by the team <laughs> of Spirit and Roadblock. Christian, are you ready with the fifth entrant? 
I am. Hailing all the way from 1973, looking for some ice cream to keep him cold, we have the Yeti. 200 pounds of uncontrollable white fur enter the ring, just swinging those monkey arms, not caring who gets in his way. Now, in the grand tradition of Yetes in wrestling, the Yeti makes his way to the ring and wraps his mighty white arms around Roadblock and commences a strange, aggressive thrusting <laughs> motion intended to, to disarm his foe. Spirit looks on in horror, but knowing that this gains him an advantage. Meanwhile, Zartan is still concealed in the shadows of the bottom turnbuckle. It's funny that you mention the wrapping his arms around him because the Yeti's finishing move. That's the Yeti. The Yeti, his <laughs> finishing move, is the bear backbreak. You bet it is. <laughs> I think that's what Tony Schiavone called it back in the day. No, no, are you ready with number six? I am ready. And now, a surprise entrant all the way from the UK's action force that originally oh. hailing from Mexico, it is Gaucho making his way towards the ring. He looks like gung-ho, but he's not. <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got three strong joe baby faces in the ring against the yete but the yete is a massive mo massive monster full of power and he's is throwing roadblock spirit and gaucho all over the ring while zartan nimbly sits in the corner waiting for the opportunity to eliminate one of the joes while avoiding the gaze of the powerful yete in the meantime our sixth entrant is on here, no wait, seven. Seventh entrant is on his way. This is gonna get rough to the Matthew. ring. Get on your feet, maggots, because Sergeant Slaughter, surprising absolutely nobody, is on his way to the ring. This is the 1986 mail away Sergeant Slaughter in his USA colors, looking as wrestlery as he can look and of course slaughter is uh going one-on-one -on -one with the yete spirit roadblock and gaucho look on how is this possible can sergeant slaughter possibly one-on-one -on -one take on the mighty yete they lock up and a struggle ensues it's the irresistible force and the immovable object as the next competitor makes their way to the ring. What's that? That entrance music. Is that sharp-dressed man? And here he comes down to the ring. Enemy of Nancy Reagan. We have the headman. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, with his dime bag of doom and his needle of 
no. <laughs> so Headman enters the ring, and we now have uh, a couple of villains. Headman standing there trying to figure out what he's going to do while the three Joes unoccupied by the Yeti because Sarge and the Yeti are still in the middle of the ring, just struggling against one another, locked in an embrace of doom. Spirit, Roadblock, and Gaucho look over at Headman and begin to advance on what appears to be a singular opponent. But as Gaucho moves towards him, all of a sudden, Zartan springs from his concealment and dumps Gaucho over the top rope. Spirit and Roadblock are aghast. And so Headman and Spirit, Roadblock, and Zartan engage in martial combat around the two monoliths struggling in the middle of the ring as the next competitor enters. <laughs> Here we are. From the mean streets of Brooklyn, New York, here comes Nikki Lee, a.k.a. Tunnel Rat, who's uh, the smallest guy in the battle right now, but he's got the biggest heart. Tunnel Rat's the kind of guy who's going to go in there and he's going to fight everybody. And you know what? You might try to throw him over the ring, but he's going to skin the cat. John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, you got nothing on Tunnel Rat. This guy's going to defy elimination like nobody's business. Who's that jumping out the tunnel? That's as far <laughs> as I can get with the Rey Mysterio. I missed that one. That That is my preferred Rey Mysterio entrance music. <laughs> I really dig that one. Uh, so as Nikki Lee slides into the ring, uh, oh, I've, I've got to imagine there's, there's something later on with with him and his abilities uh so we've got two joes facing off with two cobras sergeant slaughter facing off against the yeti a ring full of combatants as our next competitor heads down what is what is that terrifying noise that oh no Another monster headed towards the ring. The Bio Viper is making its way down the walkway. Tentacles thrashing about. Oh my gosh, it just plucked four people out of the audience and ate them. It's eating up our spectators. Somebody get this horrible creature under control. And while it may be an unbeatable menace, it knows that the competition is in the ring. So it steps over the top rope, the big man over the top rope step, and sees its two biggest threats in Sergeant Slaughter and the Yeti. And it engages with both of them. And there is now a three-way struggle in the middle of the ring as the other competitors do their best to avoid it out around the edges. Well, I severely underestimated you because I thought no one's going to go this route. But is that a crazy jungle beat? Is that the screams of mothers and children? Yes, because leaping, 
from the lighting grid above the stage to land in the middle of the ring with an earthquake force, we have the Monstro Viper. Oh, 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 oh man. Oh, he was he was gonna be my big gun I was saving to the end, but now that <laughs> now that you pulled that card, oh he sees your tentacles and is like, no, 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 I'm just gonna reach inside and start pulling out my guts and making boulders out of them. So he is just throwing his innards that can replace themselves. Boom, Alco Spirit. Boom! Oh, no! Right into the face of the Yeti. Oh! But the Yeti doesn't go down just yet. Nope. Monstro Viper is trying to clear a path through them. Oh, this is exciting. So we now have four massive beasts or three massive beasts and sergeant slaughter in the middle of the ring all four of them in a in a four-way lockup just battling for control can you, can you just imagine how much freaking hair gel and baby oil is all over that <laughs> ring now uh, well, I think it's time for some ring clearing. So mm -hmm. as this conflict is waged in the middle of the ring, the Bio Viper wisely is using its tentacles to thrash about. There goes Headman out of the ring. Zartan gets down into the corner and, and makes himself S-M-O-L again. <laughs> uh, who else have we got? Spirit's gone. Uh, Roadblock can't go yeah, quite roadblock. yet. Uh, so that's it. I don't rat. Oh, Tunnel Rat. Yeah, uh, we can't get rid of Tunnel there. Rat yet either. So really, we didn't clear no, the ring I, all that much. I, I see Tunnel Rat as being a very uh, wiry fighter. So he is actually climbing all over, like leaping from the Monstro Viper Ducking to the Yeti. Going between yeah, legs, he, moving all over the being, place. He's quick. He's distracting. Yeah. He's spry. Uh, so... As as the Bio Viper's tentacles thrash about, they're they're injuring everybody else. They're getting beat down, but uh, they're not getting thrown out. So this four way struggle still in the middle of the ring. But then we've got other competitors just kind of hanging onto the ropes, laying down, trying to catch their breath. And on the way to the ring, is a difference maker, is somebody who can potentially put an end to this massive conflict. It's old blind man <laughs> making his way to the ring. Everybody loves old blind man. He's truly one of the top stars of G.I. Joe. He's about halfway down the walkway, but then all of a sudden in front of him, what's this? It's, it's Zorana. It's 2002 Zorana. An old blind man, he, he smells something funky. It smells like a dreadnought. What's going on here? And then Zorana kneels down and low blow, low blow to old blind man. Oh, no, what is going on? And then Ripper, Ripper comes out of the back and kicks old blind man in the face. And he's taking his place in the rumble. And Zorana is at his side, walking him down to the ring. Ripper has taken out the dreadnoughts, have taken out all oh, poor old blind man. The audience is furious. Boo! 
boo, Ripper's coming into this thing with huge heel heat. And Zorana's spitting on the crowd. She's spitting on the crowd as they walk into the ring. She takes her place at ringside, cheering on the evil Ripper as he tries to find his way into this conflict. And now, on their way to the ring... Don't you wish they could all be California girls? As six bikini-clad blonde ring girls come down the aisle, a gush of water, and in on his surfboard is rock and roll. The California dream. The (laughs) Sean Hart of this match. However, as Did you say the Sean Hart. Oh, sorry, Michael. Uh, Sean Michael. <laughs> the Sean Michaels of this match. Macho warrior Rick Hogan. Right. <laughs> he is getting ready to jump into the ring and he sees the madness of the Bio Viper. The Monstro Viper, the Yete, and Sergeant Slaughter, and says, Screw this. <laughs> and he takes his six ring girls and turns around and walks away because he is far too pretty to risk that face in such a way. Coward. <laughs> Well, there were some people who were very upset by the uh, actions of the Dreadnoughts. One of those people was this guy because he got skipped the last go around uh, and I did not get to announce my uh, fourth entrance. So, uh, Oh, did I miss you? You did. No, sorry. <laughs> I got but too excited. All of a sudden, you hear some sounds of some country music you hear some clapping you hear some hooting some hollering and you hear the strains of don't go messing with a country boy a country boy a country boy don't go messing with a country boy don't mess with a country boy and all the way from north carolina north kakalaki as he likes to say comes arlen slaughter the original sergeant slaughter as (laughs) as Cross country makes his way down. There's a totally separate story of why you have this cross country artwork that we must save for another day. Yeah. 3D 3D Joe's, the art of collecting G.I. Joe. That's going to be a see of their booth at Joe Fest. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, go ahead and throw another one in there since we we skipped Mm -hmm. you over. Well, cross country comes down to the ring. He looks around. He was like, and he is like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to grab my eight track and I'm going to head back with rock and roll. These people cause... keep leaving. We've had, this is three contestants in a, or entrants in a row that just have not made it to the ring. But the next the next competitor is coming down to the ring. Are we going to do another? another... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hailing all the way from the from the country of Japan, 
and now making the ring so full of big meaty men <laughs> slapping meat. Oh. It's about to be crushed under its own weight. It's E Honda. The Yokozuna of this event. You should have done the whatever Yokozuna's theme music was. I can't remember exactly how it goes. <laughs> and you talk about big meaty men slapping meat. Well, what does E Honda do? He reaches that big arm out and he just slaps and slaps and slaps and slaps and slaps and slaps. <laughs> so the who do we have in the middle here now? We have the Sergeant Slaughter, Bio Viper, Monstro Viper, Yete, Sergeant Slaughter, all locked in conflict. Well, he just gets right there at the edge of the ring and he just starts slapping all four of them in yes. the Yes. <laughs> So E Honda is headed into the ring and starts just slapping away, slaps away at the Monstro Viper, slaps him right out of the ring, slaps away at the Bio Viper. The Bio Viper stumbles, falls over the ropes, his tentacles get caught. He's not quite out yet, but he's hanging on the outside. The Yete is taken aback by the actions of this massive sumo warrior. Backs off just a little bit. Sergeant Slaughter picks the Yeti up over his head and bench presses him out of the ring. The Bio Viper hanging on by his sheer force of tentacles is hanging there. And then all of a sudden, two of our quiet competitors team up. Zartan and Tunnel Rat grab those tentacles, yank them off the ropes, and the Bio Viper goes flying out of the ring. All of our big men except for Sarge are left. But now, Road—I guess Roadblock probably qualifies as a big man too. But <laughs> Roadblock, Headman, Tunnel Rat, Zartan, E Honda—I think that's everybody. <laughs> oh, Ripper! Uh, Ripper. Well, yeah. All turn to look towards Sergeant Slaughter, and the Sarge says, "Come on, you pukes!" And they all gang up on Sarge. And toss him over the top rope. Sergeant Slaughter has been eliminated. <laughs> and now headed down to the ring, one of the biggest G.I. Joe baby faces of all time. One of the most popular G.I. Joes ever released. It's that 1988 Storm Shadow headed to the ring with his cool, almost digital, but not Tetris. really camouflage. His Tetris pants. <laughs> his Tetris pants. Everybody's going nuts for Storm Shadow. The crowd's going wild, uh, including the, the one lady that almost got eaten by the Bio Viper, but she stuck around anyway because she was waiting to see our big top babyface Storm Shadow head out to the ring. He slides under the ropes. He pauses. He takes in the remaining competitors. And we get a breath as the combat picks up. All of them rush into the middle of the ring, slapping at each other, beating on each other. E Honda, he's exhausted his special slapping move. So he's, he's left just fighting off these competitors who have recognized him as the threat that he is. But wait. Is that D Wallace walking down towards the ring? When was D Wallace ever a part of GI Joe? But I don't see anyone next. Oh, 
Oh, there is a hooded figure, but he's down on all fours as he gets to the ring and D removes his cloak and his pup hood, revealing a rabid mutt as he leaps into the ring on all fours, running around like a bad extra from Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. He is biting at people's ankles and spitting in their eyes. And just as things are getting really hot and heavy, Mutt goes after Ripper. Ripper turns around, throws a forearm at Mutt's head. And then Zorana reaches through the ropes and grabs Mutt's ankle. Mutt turns around and growls at her, spitting. She spits at him. He spits at her. She spits at him. He spits at her. The ropes have gotten super slippery with all the spit. Ripper grabs Mutt and throws him over the top rope. He slides right out of the ring. <laughs> so Mutt, just as quickly as he came in and caused chaos, has been eliminated by the evil Zorana and Ripper. The Dreadnoughts rule. And just as things happen... A little bit of kiss. Detroit Rock City, Blairs, and coming down the aisle right now, Donald DeLuca, Road Pig, as he joins his dreadnought pals in the ring. Oh man, he is going to absolutely destroy Mutt for spitting on Zorana. This is a bad day for Mutt. He chose the wrong day to be accompanied to the ring by D. Wallace. <laughs> still, still trying to figure that out, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we've got a ring full of people. Most of the big contenders have been eliminated, although E. Honda and Roadblock remain in the ring. And on the way down now... Shades of WCW, it's Robo Joe clanking his way down the walkway <laughs> as though Sting were in peril. Here's Robo Joe to take care of Joe business. I'm glad you picked him because now I can use my alternate. I'm I'm glad I picked him as well. He looks up at the ring. He looks over at the ring steps and he realizes he cannot figure out how to get into the ring because his robot legs just don't work that way. So as Robo Joe stands there trying to figure out how to get into the rumble, our next competitor. Is that a nine inch nails version of come on baby light my fire? Because every great wrestling match needs pyro as the four turnbuckles are exploding like Roman candles and <laughs> or like Christian's G.I. Joe collection. <laughs> Flames are shooting up through the crowd. Here comes Charroyal. 
Oh my god. As he makes his way down to the ring, slides in under that first rope. But oops, a stray spark from the pyro ignites his backpack, <laughs> oh no. which was full of flammable jelly. So what does he do? He throws it, and the ring erupts into flame. Through hellfire and brimstone, by God, it's turmoil. He likes it hot and sweaty, so he's like, come on, chickens, let's do this. This audible rumble is now an audible inferno. The ring ropes are on fire. All of the competitors are encased in fiery ring ropes. Nobody dares get near them because now the threat is not just being eliminated by being thrown over the top flaming rope, but by being literally set on fire. Meanwhile, Robo Joe is still outside the ring. And he is not concerned about these flames at all. As a matter of fact, they're helping him because the bottom rope gets too hot and snaps. And he's able to use his robo strength to crawl under the second rope, grab two legs, and pull himself in. Once he's in the ring, he stands up and he still has a hold of those two legs. And he's holding two other competitors. Over his head, uh, he's we holding. Have, uh, who who's left in we here? We have right Roadblock. Now? We have Charbroil. We have Tunnel Rat, Zartan, Ripper, Ripper. We've got people Road with pig. roles to play. Okay, okay. Uh, so Robo Joe has Ripper and Road Pig suspended in the air with his Robo strength. Zarana, looking to to do her old trick again, reaches in and grabs Robo Joe's ankle, but. Foolish Zorana doesn't realize that's a robo ankle. You can't just pull that ankle. His entire torso swivels around. He looks down at Zorana and says, not today, woman, and throws Ripper and Road Pig right out of the ring. All of the Dreadnoughts are out of the Inferno Audible Rumble. Well then, <laughs> the countdown begins, and all of a sudden, there's a couple of brightly colored men in the back. One of them was originally supposed to come down, but he decides he's going to let this other brightly colored competitor run down the ring. And so, with some siren sounds ablazing, here comes Gabriel Barbecue Kelly, armed with his oh. bag of foam, and <laughs> immediately puts out this incredible fire that has engulfed the ring. No! <laughs> because Ice Cream Soldier was going to be my next pick until you chose Charbroil. <laughs> and Charbroil falls to his knees in agony. So Storm Shadow, who is our top baby face, is currently in peril. Roadblock uh, is beating him down. Zorana and uh, Zorana, uh, Zartan and, oh, we do still have a Dreadnought presence in there. Zartan and Tunnel Rat uh, are teaming up on Storm Shadow as well because they know, they that's right, the hot 
the hot baby face. They can't let him get to the final four because we all know how that goes. So we've got three of them teamed up on Storm Shadow trying to push him over the top rope in that corner. Uh, other action is happening around the ring as our next competitor approaches. <laughs> Walking down the entrance ramp, it's none other than Tomax. Headed down, ready to uh, fight in whatever way a businessman fights in an audible rumble. Uh, he's, he's relieved that the ropes are no longer on fire. He looks around, he gauges his opponents, and coolly slides under the bottom rope to take his place in the conflict. He sees Storm Shadow in the corner with the three others uh, attempting to remove him, and he knows an advantage when he sees it and goes over to attack Storm Shadow with the other three entrants. Is that someone finally making use of the American Gladiators dinner show soundtrack after all these years? <laughs> I sure is hope that, so. Is that the UFO rap as a giant stage UFO comes down and a single beam of light hits the middle of the stage and up to the cheers of the crowd with his four arms ready to kick four butts we have the predacon <laughs> does he speak like... english no doesn't know what's going on no he just wants to hurt things <laughs> this is like John Cena's entrance from uh, WrestleMania. Which WrestleMania was it where he had the UFO <laughs> came down? <laughs> well, this legit was a part of the American Gladiators dinner show because I did wow. watch that once. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Alien oh, but... girls in gray man masks. It was something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, any, anybody who hasn't watched the American Gladiators documentary on Netflix, check it oh, out. It's, so it's amazing. Action is still hot and heavy in the ring, but all of a sudden, Tomax is in the ring and he suddenly just phantom gets tossed around. He stands up and he suddenly just jerks to the left. He jerks to the right. What's going on with poor Tomax? And then as we look to the ramp, you see coming from the back, Bazooka is hauling Zamot and slapping him here and <laughs> slapping him there and punching him in the face. And Tomax is just getting rocked inside the ring without even being touched by another competitor. <laughs> Bazooka picks up Zamot. He throws him out into the crowd and Tomax launches himself into the crowd as well. As you... Bazooka makes his way to the ring. You blew my spot. I was I was gonna you I was, blew my spot. I was gonna do twin magic. <laughs> Tomax you and Zamot Tomax, were... so I you blew my spot, so <laughs> uh okay. 
so Tomax is uh, eliminated. Zaymot was never in. Uh, we still have, we still got Robo Joe, Roadblock, Storm Shadow, Headman, Zartan. Bazooka was the Charbroil, Bazooka. All right. I think we've got to, uh, so Storm Shadow is, is valiantly battling in the corner, but he just can't hold out. Uh, he got a lot of offense in that I guess we didn't really talk about because good Lord. Uh, but Storm Shadow finally just gets dumped over the top. Uh, and uh, Robo Joe, as he's watching Storm Shadow uh, fall over the top rope, leans over a little bit too far, and because he's kind of top-heavy, just goes clunking over the top rope. Robo Joe and Storm Shadow have both been eliminated. So right now we've got Charbroil, Roadblock, Headman, Zartan, Bazooka. I think that's it. All right. Our grizzled veteran roadblock has handled himself well. He's been in since number one, but we knew it couldn't last forever because now coming down the ramp, it's his nemesis. The vines of evil from the pit of chaos <laughs> on their way to the ring. Roadblock looks up with a weary look on his face because he knew this moment was coming. He knew that his spot in this audible rumble was precarious, but he never knew his old nemesis had been signed by AI Pod to participate in the audible rumble. The vines of evil slither under the bottom rope into the ring and square up against their old nemesis roadblock as the next entrant heads to the ring. Is that the sound of eagles? What? Could it possibly be our old friend Eagle-Eyed Joe? No! <laughs> it is the threat. Of John Steinbeck. Not mice and men. We have the intruder. <laughs> of course. <laughs> with with Barney's I love you, you love me playing as his entrance music. Because what does he want to do? He wants to <laughs> hug you and pet you and squeeze you and call you George. So, I like that you have multiple competitors whose main offensive move is a hug. <laughs> well, would, if I'd known, I'm I would have waiting for yet, dad hey, to come back from buying cigarettes. <laughs> The action's hot and heavy in the ring, and the crowd goes wild as oh, you careful, hear. Careful! Don't don't get us don't get us a strike. Uh, it's not the one I wanted. That's okay. The Russian national anthem plays as Sergeant Horror Show makes his way to the ring. Yes. 
Oh man, I love this one. Oh, E Honda's still in there, isn't he? E Honda's oh yeah, E Honda totally is in there. So Horror Show looks up in the ring and sees he only has one man that he wants to square off against. One man that he must prove his might against, and that is the mighty E Honda. E Honda looks and sees the Russian headed towards the ring, and gestures towards him, holds his hand out flat, and then says, "Just bring it." Horror show and E Honda lock up in a clash so violent, all of the other competitors are thrown to their knees. Roadblock, meanwhile, is in the corner struggling against the vines of evil. He's worn out. He's been in there for 47 minutes now. He's tired. He's a veteran, but he's tough as nails. Charbroil looks up. And he sees his teammate in the corner. And he knows that Roadblock deserves better than to be thrown over the top rope by a bunch of vegetables. So he takes uh, one of the incendiary devices that he has stashed away and says, Marvin, this one's for you. Rips the top off with his teeth, runs at the vines and hugs them. And in a massive explosion, <laughs> Charbroil and the vines blow up. And are no more. Roadblock looks down at the pile of ashes and salutes and then looks up because he sees the glory is just a few over the top rope tosses away. What's that from the rafters of the arena? Something gleaming. You think I'm cute. You know I'm snaky. And all the girls. I can't remember the song. I'm just a snaky boy. Snaky boy. I'm not your boy toy. Snaky boy. It's Serpentor descending from the rafters on his air chariot. It hovers. It stops and hovers just above the ring. Serpentor looks down and laughs because he knows these Joes cannot possibly, all these combatants remaining, cannot possibly take on the majesty of the snaky boy, Serpentor. But then Roadblock looks up, sees one of the vines wriggling around, grabs it, throws it up into the fan of Serpentor's air chariot, and Serpentor says, what, 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 how dare you, falls out of his air chariot into the ring and then bounces because of the conductive tensile properties of his snake armor over the top rope and out of the rumble. Serpentor has been eliminated. What a disappointment. <laughs> That's how we That's all felt. <laughs> Well, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when Shockwave comes for you? That's right, G.I. Joe Street Brawler wannabe cop is coming down with his riot shield because he has had enough. And it is time to smack some bees around. All right, we're going to take a pause here because we got to figure out who's left. Is uh, That's 29. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
Because <laughs> <laughs> I've kept track of mine. Yeah. And I am. I, I have named yeah. nine. You you have uh, you have number thirty. I have number thirty. Um, okay, so we've got E Honda, Shockwave, Horror Show, Roadblock, Zartan. Headman is still in there. No, no. no Headman got tossed out. Oh, did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Tunnel Rat's still in there though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carboil is dead. Carboil is dead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number 30! It all comes down to the last competitor. Who's it going to be? Who is it that's going to walk out when that thing buzzes? Well, we get a little bit of my time. My time! It's my time! And the man who knows it's his destiny. After all, it's his name. The driver of the crossfire. Rumbler is number 30. (laughs) Screams up to the heavens. This is my event. I am going to dust all of you and walk out of here as the winner. So in the ring, E Honda, Shockwave, Horror Show, Roadblock, Zartan, Tunnel Rat, and Rumbler are going at it. Roadblock is uh, facing off with Zartan, their old enemies from 1984. Uh, Horror Show and E Honda are locked up, just beating each other in the head. Uh, Shockwave, I don't know what what is Shockwave here for, Christian? Uh, he has his Probably riot cool. shield. That's his gimmick. So he is just trying to, uh, it wouldn't be clothesline because he's not using his arm out. He's just trying to he's smack trying to, people. He's just the Bastard Brothers when they, were in, uh, when they were in JBL's cabinet. Yeah. Oh, no, when were, no, when they were Paul Heyman's backup. That's what it was. He's like the <laughs> 20-year-old that was doing, you know, the, the D-list stuff. And now he's got his, his one chance to impress. So Roadblock heads over. He sees the two big boys. He sees uh, Horror Show and E Honda are close to those ropes. And Roadblock thinks, hey, you know what? I can probably dump those two over the top. He runs over. He grabs them around the legs. And he pushes with all of his might. But he can't quite get the behemoths over the top ropes. He stops. He takes a breath. He turns around. And he sees his old pal Tunnel Rat standing behind him. And he says, come on, Nikki, help me get these guys out. Tunnel Rat, Tunnel Rat gives him a wink and a nod. Roadblock heads over to the ropes. And then Tunnel Rat grabs Roadblock and throws him over the top rope. Yeah! Because it wasn't Tunnel Rat at all. It was Zartan. Oh. Tunnel Rat, infuriated, runs at the evil master of disguise. But Zartan ducks the clothesline, comes back up, throws Tunnel Rat over the top rope. Tunnel Rat and Roadblock have both been eliminated. Tunnel Meanwhile, didn't skin the cat. Eon, no, he's just gone because we're <laughs> we got we got to wrap this thing up, fellas. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rumble is just sort of running around the ring, Rick Steiner style, going Rumble, 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 Rumble. He's not making contact with anybody. He's just really making a spectacle of himself. Zartan turns around, sneers at Rumbler but catches a stray palm from E. Honda that knocks him into the corner. Fortunately, Zartan's camouflage powers kick in, and he is once again concealed 
in the corner at the bottom turnbuckle. Horror Show and E-Honda are having a big man face-off for the ages. Meanwhile, Shockwave runs at him with his shield. Horror Show turns, says, not today, Joe. Grabs the shield, flips Shockwave up over the top of his head using his shield and dumps him right out of the ring. All right, somebody else take one of these. We've got Rumblers. Oh, wait, our final four. <laughs> final four in the Audible Rumble. E-Honda, Horror Show, Zartan, and Rumbler. It's all me, wait, baby. Wait. <laughs> we have not defeated the Intruder yet. Oh, you're right. The Intruder oh, yeah. is still in there. there. He's walking around trying to hug <laughs> He people. is going after E-Honda. So big I, boy I, versus big boy. Okay. Well, horror show is still in there too, but horror show yeah. just took out shockwave. So he's distracted for a minute. Exactly. So e Honda, tell us what happens with E Honda versus the intruder. <clears throat> so the intruder sneaks up behind E Honda because he saw what roadblock was trying to do to throw him out of the ring. He thought that was funny. So he wraps his massive arms around E-Honda. E-Honda, shocked, just has his arms out in front of him <laughs> like a turtle, and it's not doing anything. And the intruder flips him over the top rope. Unfortunately, he did not judge his strength very well while E-Honda <laughs> was throwing his hurricane arms and threw him into the third fourth and fifth row of spectators as body parts go flying everywhere <laughs> and lawsuits start flying everywhere and, and christian's collection continues and, to and cobra commander over. cannot take it anymore <laughs> i was hoping well, the, you were gonna have the intruder pick e honda up and use his arms as a weapon against everybody else <laughs> no he's not that smart that's a because good point. right now yeah right now he is distracted by what just happened? He's watching transfixed on this bloody massacre occurring before <laughs> his eyes. So what happens? Horror show reaches down as D Wallace, who's been hanging out at the ring the whole time, hands him his rocket launcher that she's been conveniently hiding, who knows where. And he blasts the intruder out of the ring. Now, this doesn't kill the intruder because the no, intruder is not. obviously no, 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 invincible. No, 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 no. It's it just blows him out of the ring. Right. Of course. Right. Of course. And, and, and Horror Show looks at the camera and goes, Funny, in Russia, we win. <laughs> in Soviet so, Russia. <laughs> so just just to make note of it, uh our final four were Horror Show, Zartan, Rumbler, and the Intruder. <laughs> we're now down to Horror Show, Zartan, and Rumbler. Uh Horror Show turns around and much to his surprise finds Red Star standing in the ring with him. And he says, What are you doing in here? And Red Star gives him a wink and a nod and goes to throw him out of the ring. 
but can't quite succeed because Rumbler, in his rumbling around the ring, Bushwhacker style, has nudged Red Star, who of course is actually Zartan, in the back. And in Zartan's attempt to throw Horror Show out, he overbalances and throws himself over the top rope. We are down. Smarted by Rumbler. (laughs) Down to Horror Show and Rumbler. Rumbler has realized that he's finally got to get down to business. Enough of this bushwhacking business. He's got to take a look at the final opponent he has in this match in Horror Show. A massive man who's going to be a challenge to get out of the ring. Horror Show, on the other hand, has been involved in these huge conflicts over the last three hours and 27 minutes of this audible rumble. (laughs) They stare each other down. What could possibly happen? And the lights go out. (laughs) (laughs) And when they come back up, Rumbler is in the ring alone. What happened to Horror Show? Is Rumbler officially the winner? Yes, he is. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the (laughs) Audible Rumble is Rumbler. What happened to Horror Show? Where did he go? Was he spirited away? Tune in to next year's Audible Rumble to find out. (laughs) Congratulations to everybody. Spoiler warning, it wasn't Horror Show. It was Roman freaking Reigns the whole time. (laughs) No, he'd be outside of the ring napping half the match. (laughs) Congratulations to everybody who managed to survive uh, our condolences to the families of Charbroil uh, and everybody else who got blown up or otherwise incinerated. Uh, thank you so much for attending the 2024 inaugural Audible Rumble. And if that isn't enough show for you, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, check out the video version of that insanity at audiblearmy.com, uh, complete with my collection of figures. And just so you know, uh, I was going to use 1984 Roadblock, but when I got him and was taking his backpack off, his backpack exploded, leaving the peg in his back. Oh. Um, fortunately, I know I can get the peg out. Like that's not a huge deal. I will need a new backpack, but I decided maybe I won't use 1984 roadblock. Uh, maybe instead, and this what the the Sunbow roadblock actually made more sense because that's kind of the more bo- universally beloved version of roadblock. Like if you were asking the general public, that's what roadblock would look like. So and it worked the payoff out. with the vines of doom. Well, right, exactly. Which which only came later in my planning. But uh, <laughs> our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast. Uh, check out audiblearmy.com for all of the bonus content you can handle. Uh, lots of exclusive videos, exclusive segments, 
And uh, the video version of the episode that you're listening to right now, or perhaps watching if you're already a member of audiblearmy.com. Remember, there is only one tier, one tier for everything. A buck ninety-nine a month gets you tons of audible interlude value. Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Uh, Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club. And, well, not just G.I. Joe, but Cobra and the uh, the October Guard, who was the runner-up in our Audible Rumble. And uh, the Dreadnoughts, who caused all sorts of chaos in our Audible Rumble. Anyone what, about, what about intruders? You could even dress <laughs> like the intruder, perhaps, and join The Finest. Help us raise money for Canines for Warriors, a great organization. Uh, check out TheFinestCC.com for all the details on that. And you can catch us live at Toylanta in March. Go to toylanta.org, I think it is, or .net. Google Toylanta. You can figure it out. Uh, we will be doing a live episode of Audible Interlude. We will be there all weekend long, checking out the toys and hanging out. Uh, I've had a amazing time talking about gi joe tonight the audible rumble was fantastic i cannot wait for saturday night's royal rumble uh and until next time yo joe smell what i'm cooking You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.